Hello everyone, welcome to the Joker Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Hi. And Nathan. Hey up. How are we doing? Really good. To say we've got a lot of banking going on outside. But all good fun. I'd be doing a lot better if they weren't banging outside. Yeah, just to inform everybody, uh, we are recording this on bonfire night, which is probably not the best night for choosing to record such things. But, you know, if it sounds like a war zone out there, that's why. Yeah. But, shall we move on to war zone? And call ah, Duty. Loving the segue. Yeah. Call Duty news. Ooh. Yeah. Well, Call Duty recently had the early access to Modern Warfare 3 campaign, haven't they? Mm-hmm. And I think it's fair yeah. to say it's not gone particularly well for nothing the rest yeah but 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 they've had troubles in quite a few areas i mean did you did you see the thing about xbox where players in the us not call not call of duty players but just like general xbox users they logged onto their xbox and then they were presented with a massive on-screen advert for modern warfare 3 oh yeah i heard about this yeah it, it, it <laughs> just gave them three <laughs> options saying buy now get the vault edition upgrade or exit. I mean, if you can't tell that Microsoft's recently bought Activision, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> this is the biggest advert for it. I mean, I just hope this isn't going to become the norm. I mean, when you spend 67 billion on something, you're going to push it. I mean, I know it's not just for Call of Duty, obviously, but yeah, you but are going to try and shoehorn it in. Yeah, but it's... just to log onto your Xbox and then suddenly just get Call of Duty. Yeah. No. We can't be doing with that. So uh, I can see it for the next EAFC. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be a thing now for Xbox. Just big advertisements. I mean, yeah. they probably make an absolute crap ton of money from it, to be fair, if they did start doing that. Probably. Well, you're going to get kids logging on, aren't you? And they're just going to buy it straight away. With their, oh, of course. With their parents' credit cards. Well, it's the parents' fault for linking the credit cards. Stupid parents. <laughs> I don't disagree, but it makes it easier, doesn't it? Well, they have to go through the store and all that. Well, sometimes kids just mash buttons, don't they? <laughs> we've had too many horror stories about it that people should already be learning. Yeah, pretty egregious, pretty egregious. But then, of course, there's uh, issues with the file size as well, isn't there? No, what what file size? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not going to have to delete all my games, am I? <laughs> yeah, probably. This is actually some. Um, I don't know if it's been cleared up. Is it? required to have Modern Warfare 2 installed as well? From my understanding, I think technically Modern Warfare 2 has become like a hub. Oh, shall we say? yeah. Like it's, it's, it's not, app. yeah, sorry, it's not Modern Warfare 2, is it? It's just, it's just Call of Duty. It's like the Call of Duty yeah. app. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, so it's, it's apparently now it takes up to 235 gig. <sighs> Which is that's that's half the space of a I don't know of anything. <laughs> but the thing is, that's as it is now. This doesn't even include multiplayer zombies yet. Oh my goodness! No, I bet I bet it does. I bet it's just preloaded. I bet you get access. Uh, to maybe it okay, maybe maybe. But maybe. either way, but it does say you can like um, you can choose certain things to have installed or uninstalled. So you can. But that doesn't excuse bad optimization, does it? I mean, how does every other game manage this? But they well, don't what, ever. What, what, <laughs> what you got to think is that this, what Modern Warfare 3 really is, is um, glorified DLC. Yes. 
So it's going to have two games in one. So if you see it in that, because it's going to have a lot of assets taken from the Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. So I can see that, like, okay, if you're keeping all those assets and on top new assets there as well, then, okay, I can see why it's that size. But well, would most people, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know these diehard Call of Duty players, but do they delete the previous Call of Duty when the new Call of Duty comes out? I'd say so, because, like, I, I just think about me playing FIFA or EA Sports FC. Like, the second I got EA Sports, FIFA, FIFA 23 mm. was in the bin. See you later. I'm using that space for the new oh. one. Mm, yeah. Because otherwise, then it question. is just a massive game, isn't it? Because, like, I think I think that I, I'd probably do that. I'm like, yeah. once, like, once uh, Modern Warfare 2 came out, I was like, right, done with Vanguard, don't need it anymore. Gone. I've got this game now. Yeah, so it's play the campaign, if you want to do that thing, delete mm. it, have the multiplayer installed still, and then when the next one comes along, you delete that, play the campaign, delete the campaign, keep the multiplayer for the rest of the year. It's kind of how it goes, isn't it? That's for me, anyway. Well, for you, it's play the campaign, then that's it. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Delete it, play the <laughs> campaign. Kind of <laughs> unless, unless they shipment or war and then mark straight on it. Yes, exactly. Well, this is it, right? I'm. I've still heard literally zero news about this game mode, other than like a twenty-second advert they made, where it was literally just like, okay, so looks like war. I can see there's an escort of a tank, and mm. some massive rocket that shoots in the air, but still no news about it. And that's the only like mode I care about for my player at this point. Like, I mean, shall we? Shall we talk about the campaign though? Because it's it's not had a well, it's not been received very well. What, the it? three hour campaign. Yeah. Is so it the, is it a campaign? Well, <laughs> I say yeah, it's so, even shorter than. So a lot of people. Campaigns. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of people have apparently said it's between three and five hours or something like that. I think. I guess we'll say average of four. And that's just a series of, like DMZ missions. Pretty much, I've heard of? like most of the campaign is based on. Uh, the Warzone 2.0 map. Yeah. And it's all like open, they call it open map missions, I think it is. What that um, actually entails, I don't know, like, do you just go from point to point on the map? Is there anything interesting? Is there any, like, actual linear maps like there is in normal campaigns? Probably not. <sighs> it's just 70 quid for, as you said earlier, a glorified DLC. It's a bit shameless, isn't it? quite appalling but we we shouldn't be surprised with Activision should we they really should just like I don't know they should just stuck to the original idea of what they were doing like why can't this why can't they've just been like a I don't know even like it was 30 or 40 dollar DLC with just like the maps that they're making which they the maps from all play as well they're just remasters of the original Modern Warfare 2 like that's a bit cheeky um, I mean, they've said there will be like new maps after that as well, and they're also going to be drip feeding Modern Warfare 2 maps into this, which just makes it even more obvious that this was clearly meant to be just DLC. I mean, I know culture has been like going off the rails for quite a few years now, and I think players have not been happy, but is this possibly the laziest new game, if you can call it that, we've ever seen from it? It certainly feels like it. I'd have to say. 
because I feel like in, in history, each Call of Duty that's followed each other has at least had like its own theme, its own feel, its own, you know, like atmosphere, how it unlocks guns. Um, you know, your loadouts were different. Like each game seemed to at least experiment with different stuff. Mm. Whereas, I mean, from what I've heard about this game, they've literally just like stripped out as as much as they could. So it feels more like the rebooted modern warfare. Because everyone loved how that felt. No one really liked what they did with Modern Warfare 2. So now Sledgehammer's kind of come in and go, okay, we're going to like chuck everything that made the last game bad. We're getting rid of the weapon tuning with the gunsmith. Can't tune your weapons anymore. It's going to be just solid mod, uh, modifications. Um, that doesn't bother me as much, to be honest. I mean, I didn't really mess around with that feature. So... Um, I don't know how the unlocking system is going to be like, because... <laughs> you pay by microtransactions. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it was like, it was this instance, wasn't it, where it was like, okay, so if you want to unlock this mod for this gun, now you've got to use this other gun, that you then need to unlock another gun yeah. to then level up to get the mod that you want for the gun that you wanted. And it's like, I can see what you've done. I can see you've tried to engineer it in a way that like people then use other guns and get a feel for them but it was something that was like it was a change that was made for just necessity rather than an actual feedback of oh we want this do you know what i mean like i think they just changed it just for change sake even though what we had previously was fine i think they probably did it to to get people to play it more to be honest to to enable them to get what they want probably but then like you're artificially boosting game time well which welcome, is which is the whole thing you know, for call of duty so yeah, welcome that's... welcome to achievements and trophies well, since day dot welcome to uh the game making 101 i suppose uh, but yeah i don't know i don't i still don't know what to think about the zombies like i've seen gameplay of it and i think it's with the, fine with the way the campaign's been received and all that well campaign in air quotes um I'm I'm not exactly holding out hopes for this war mode thing. Yeah, I mean, it, why have they not said a lot about it? That makes me question things. Yeah, what are, they, what are they hiding? And the thing is, as well, I've read a few like contradicting stuff. So like, I think when the rumors first came out about it, it was going to be like, oh, it's going to be this one massive map. And it's going to be just like war and World War Two. You'll do objective stuff and blah blah blah. I'm like, okay, right, well, okay, it's something different, but we'll, we'll see how what it'll be. And I think so, I read somewhere else where it was like it's going to be like the traditional war mode where it's six v six. You fire object objectives. There's an attacking team. There's a defending team. I'm like, okay, but. I've heard it was meant to be on this one massive map, so yeah. What is it? Is it just one map? Do we have different maps? Like, there's just no news about it. They've really been silent over like multiplayer stuff. And I don't, don't like it. Don't worry yourself, Matt. It's going to be amazing when it comes out. That's why they're not talking about it. They're just going to wow us. Yeah, all. they're really. It's going to be worth the seventy quid, and all will be forgiven. Do you actually believe that? No. <laughs> Also, just just checking. I mean, it got it got the, the campaign was rated the worst by IGN. It got a four out of ten. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw and that. That's that's yeah. poor. 
And a lot of people think like Van Gaal had the worst, and that had a seven. <laughs> so Van Gaal had the worst. A lot of people thought Van Gaal was the worst. I, I, I that, don't think it was. I bought that game just to play the campaign. <laughs> I thought it was a decent campaign. Um, probably the weakest are the sort of new generation ones. So, but uh, no, not going very well for College of. No, but it's got a lot of work to do when multiplayer comes up. We shall see. The multiplayer better be banging, else I think this might we might be seeing the end for Call of Duty. Oh no! Unless Microsoft no, come on. <laughs> the end of Call of Duty. Come on. We all know puppets out there. We'll so then, look in their droves. At, at least maybe not the next one, but the one after will be the proper Microsoft nope. backed one. Nope, it still happen. I mean, if if Microsoft come in and is like, you've got two years now, we'll release every two years. I might start giving them some respect. Well, Maybe. Realistically, is that going to happen? Probably because not. Because regardless, Microsoft are going to realise it's a moneymaker. And they like their money. So why would they stop it themselves? Well, yeah, $67 billion, that's all I'm going to say. They're going to want to claw it back somehow, so, yeah. It's the quickest route, isn't it? Sad, but true. Should we move on to other sad stuff? Do we have Go to? on. <laughs> yeah, should we talk about Bungie, yeah? Oh no, what's happening with Bungie now? So Bungie has become the latest studio to announce staff layoffs. <sighs> but apparently the uh, the company revenues for 2023 apparently fell short of their projections by 45%. Oh wow. Jesus, what do they think the projections were going to be? Yeah, either, either they were just did terribly or their projections were so overestimated. Are they just doing Destiny now? Is that it? This was pretty much Destiny, yeah. Oh, pretty yeah. much at the moment it's Destiny 2, isn't it? Yeah, because so. this is um, off the back of Lightfall expansion that came out, hmm. which obviously doesn't seem to have been received very well. But uh, subsequently, Bungie have pushed back the next expansion, the final shape, from February to June next year now. Well, I'm not surprised they've got no one to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. And their new game, uh, Marathon, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's been pushed uh, on to 2025 now. Oh, wow. Hmm. But um, uh, Paul Tassi from Forbes magazine did a, his own investigation about what happened about this. Mm. Uh, they uncovered six interesting points, which I'll just read ad verbatim. Ad, ad, what's the word? Ad, I'll just read it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the, I don't what the words are. <laughs> Uh, it said, while owned by Sony, Bungie continues to operate as an independent arm. A wider Sony, that doesn't make sense, a wider Sony ask for spending cuts resulted in Bungie descending on a large number of layoffs. Estimates say around 100 employees, uh, which is about 8% of the company. Uh, with them deciding who was laid off and how that process unfolded, going back on what was said a year and a half ago that the acquisition would not be in layoffs. Sony is not replacing anyone with internal employees, but some of the cut roles may now be outsourced entirely. Don't like to hear that sort of stuff. Uh, but it gets worse, believe it or not. Uh, it says employees found themselves locked out of all their accounts, systems, and emails before they knew they had been laid off. It's standard practice. And that was their first indicator. Others had short meetings in which they were told they were fired, but also not to tell anyone about it. Others found out the layoffs were happening on Twitter. Slash X. Well, you can say it's standard practice, but it's it's not it's, good practice. It's not, it's, say, yeah. it's, not very, it's not very nice, but it is what it is. Obviously, they've got to protect the assets of the company in 
an employee goes back to the desk, what are they going to do if they've just been laid off? True, I, I, see, I see your point. I see your point. Yeah, I see it from that then. But yeah, it's not a nice thing. You'd, you'd think that they'd well, sit them down and have enough the... respect for him to say, this is what's going to happen. We're going to lock you out of your accounts as of the end of this meeting and yeah. communicate a bit better rather than people finding out on X, for example. That's If I went onto LinkedIn, for example, and found out my job were gone, I'd be absolutely disgusted and devastated. I'd be raging. The troubles continue. It says, employees were often not allowed to say goodbye to other team members or exchange contact info, which had to be done after the fact. Many teams slash line managers had no idea who was being cut from their teams until it happened. Some teams only lost a few people. Others were decimated. Wow. So imagine having a team and then suddenly half of it's just disappeared. It's not exactly going to make your job any easier, is it? And not even being consulted on who you want to keep as part of that process. I mean, that's yeah. horrible for yeah, people like, that are still there. Just decide, like, right, this person, this person, this person. Like, what? Uh, the company purposefully tried to internally hide just how many people had been fired. And only outside reporting after the fact came up with the number of 100. It came to light Bungie had fired some incredibly storied veterans of the company, like its composer, Michael Salvatore, there since the pre-Halo days, and Lorraine McLeese, who designed the original Halo logo. Wow. So, some pretty big, big people gone. He it's made like, some of some of my like favorite music as well in my childhood. So that's yeah, yeah. That's he's been shocking. there pretty much throughout the uh, Halo and um, Destiny. Yeah. Is it twenty twenty five years? I think he's been there. Something like that. Something like that. Long yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one, this one's a real kicker for me. Uh, summer employee benefits expire at the end of the month, meaning be, being fired on the thirtieth means just a single day of additional coverage on those benefits. Healthcare will continue as COBRA coverage for three months, as long as severance. So they fired them on the 30th. So the, the, you know, the benefits only lasted for an extra day. That's a scummy thing. Yeah. yeah You'd at least give them 30 days to sort it out. <sighs> uh, the, the final bit here. says, uh, many employees had unvested shares as a result of the Sony deal that mandated they stayed with the company a number of years afterwards to collect. Mm-hmm. But that is null if you leave, and that includes being laid off. When that happens, shares revert back to Bungie, and as such, many employees just involuntarily lost those shares to the company that fired them. Ah, I thought it were going to be a share save scheme, where you can get basically get the cash back that you'd put in, but... Mm. Unless they were gifted shares. Mm, yeah. But still, you'd think they'd at least give them an opportunity to cash them out. Yeah. At least get something. This feels like <sighs> a lot of shady practices in there. Yeah. Which you don't like. It just seems like at every step of the way, everything's just been done in bad faith. Yeah, I think that's the problem. I mean, if anybody who's looked at the news recently, you know there's layoffs all over the place. I mean, I think you mentioned yeah. there's like 6,000 this year that you mentioned last week, didn't you, Nave? Yeah. Well, 6,100 now. I think it's both. I think it's spent at least 6,400 now, I think. There's actually a website called Video Game Layoffs, which goes through all the numbers of the year. I think it's around 6,400 or something. But um, but saying that, with those, with those sorts of numbers, I think sometimes we forget that these are real people being affected. Yeah. It's, like, it's not just a number, because there is a lot. But... Um, this just just I, I just saw this on uh, Twitter slash X, and it was um 
Uh, tweets from Destiny 2 community manager Liana Rupert, who unfortunately was one of the people affected and is now not there anymore. Uh, and she said, uh, working in games when you have high anxiety during a mass layoff trend across the whole industry is panicking at every new meeting invite like this. Is this the one where I lose everything? And that's super fun. Well, my heart is breaking for all affected. I am now looking for opportunities. I have 21 years of games industry experience in media production and community management. I'm processing. I'm so heartbroken. I don't know what to do from here. This was my home. I feel so lost. With Chu having been laid off earlier this year, I don't know who Chu is, might be a partner, I'm not sure. Uh, I am terrified we are going to lose our house. More than that, I can't imagine not going into the studio on Fridays for hooks, goofing off with DPS, brainstorming with the raid team, accessibility. I just can't love to all. I think that just sort of hammers home that 6,000 people, potentially, you know, if this is somebody who may worries about losing their house because of this, mm. it's good to potentially 6,000 plus other people who are going to have similar worries, obviously. And it's just not good at all. No. And because everyone else is laid off, then how are they going to get jobs? They're going exactly. to have to move into different industries, probably. Yeah, that's the thing. Who's going to be hiring? But sad state of affairs at the minute, unfortunately. I think it's the hangover from COVID. Like everybody yeah. overhired during COVID and now everyone's cutting the cloth accordingly. Now things are getting back to normal after record profits and yeah, people are paying the price. Mm-hmm. Does make you wonder, doesn't it? It's really, it, it makes you reflect on this year that like, in terms of like virtual games, it probably has been one of the best, one of the best years we've ever yeah. had. Yeah, in industry. terms of the actual industry, it's probably mm. the worst year we've ever had in terms of staff retention. Yeah, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Quite literally, I think. Actually, I, d- I do hope it gets mentioned at the Game Awards. I do hope like, Jeff uses his platform to be like, mm. look, we've yeah, had our well, best year, but also we need to highlight that this is not good for the industry. Yeah, would Jeff like to rock the boat with, you know, the companies there? He wants his exclusives, doesn't he? As much as if, I'd love him to do If that. he had a spine, he'd do it. Yes. Yeah. You heard it here first, Jeff. You know, you know what to do. Yeah. You're just a worm Got crawling around on stage. <laughs> this is going to be another stage invader who comes on. Oh, God. Goes on about it. It's all right. Just, I, stop I oil. To... just stop oil upon the turn up. Bill Clinton kid comes again. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I've seen him on some podcasts. He's hilarious. I'm sure you think he's hilarious. But anything else? Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to the PS Plus games for next... Well, I say next month, this month. Hmm? Because okay. I think it's a decent selection yeah. for like... Multi- the the, the internet reasons. would say otherwise, but go I'm ahead. I'm going to say, yeah. <laughs> the internet well, would disagree, but... The internet doesn't matter to me. Uh, but, fair enough. Anyway, so we've got Alien Fireteam Elite. Obviously, Mark's played that recently, and I think yeah. we've said external to pod. It'd be a nice one for us to play together, so tick for that, that one. Be fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty yeah. fun game. Mafia 2, Definitive Edition. Now, I've not played any of the Mafia games, but I've always heard good Ooh, things no. about them. Mm, so, I'm saying. I've played the first three. They're all good. And this one's got a 7 out of 10 on Steam, so it's got to at least be half decent, so well, worth the third, third one I'm not quite sure about, but mm. one or two, yeah, they're good. And last, but certainly not least... Dragon Ball The Breakers. Now, I was going to get this when it came out, and I refrained from it, and I totally forgot it existed. 
until I found out about these games. And I was like, yes, didn't have to pay for that one. So um, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Did Did you ever play that one, Matt? I did. <laughs> not on launch. I did buy in a sale for £10. So it Fair wasn't enough. too bad. Oh, that's not bad then. Yeah. Um, At least you're not like me. Like recently just buying all the games that got put onto PS Plus. I got Callisto Protocol, Saints Row, obviously, as you got that as well. And then I'm sure there's been like a few well, others. You, so. you, say, you say that. When uh, when Mark talked about buy team elite, I was like, oh, that's quite interesting. Thought I'd have a look at the store, still full price. Well, okay, I'll leave that. And like literally, like the next whatever like big sale came came around. So like, it was on sale for about twenty pound. I was like, all right, you know, it sounds like a decent price. I'll go for it. And I'm just like, I could have just saved quite a bit of money. Twenty quid. Just, yeah. just wait. Did you even play it? No. Oh, that's the worst thing in it. I didn't install. I'm like, okay, I've got it ready. Like, maybe Nathan might buy a down the line, but no. PS Plus comes in and ruins my days. There's so many games I've bought, and it turns out, and I just didn't play them, and then they went on PS Plus. Yeah, I regret Saints Row as well at this point. (laughs) But one I remember recently is um, Hot Wheels. I didn't buy that, but then that went on PS Plus. Still, I played it. (laughs) I think FIFA 22, weren't it? Or. Yeah, definitely 22 came on PS Plus. That was Thanks, a good right? one. Yeah. That was, that was, that was in the tail end of it, though, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was. Like, there was about three months left, but it still meant I could sell the game and get a pretty decent amount for it back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah if you had a physical edition, yeah, yeah. Tiny little profit. Yeah. Can't complain for that. Only put the 300 hours into it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I just wanted to mention him because I think it's a... Contrary to what the internet says, I think it's a good selection. So, fair enough. Right, uh, I've got a bit of news about um, a game that's recently resurfaced after 20 years, even though I don't think anyone even knew about this game existed. Um, it was actually all thanks to, I suppose, a little Easter egg slash potential future DLC for Spider-Man 2, maybe? Hmm. So um, I forgot who who the user is, um, but someone um, and they're playing Marvel Spider-Man Two. Um, I forget where it is in New York, but essentially they found this like almost kind of like a a bookstore that you can. Um, I don't know if you can quite go into it or not, but they essentially managed to sort of um, use like the forward mode to kind of break through the invisible barrier and so you can actually look into it it's like quite a detailed shop and there's quite a few little hints to um the ninja faction the hand in it so a lot of people are thinking like oh maybe this could be set up for uh future dlc maybe you know spider-man teams up with potential heroes maybe and into it and uh one other thing that uh got noticed and then got added back into the game on a recent patch, which I thought was quite funny, is um, in Hell's Kitchen, there's a city block uh, or apartments where there's a plaque in front of uh, a door that's called Nelson and Murdoch. Um, Attorneys for Law, I think it is. And this was, this was in the first game and in Miles, and it hints to, if you know who Murdoch is, that's sort of the alias for Daredevil. Now, funnily enough, when Spider-Man 2 came out, that plaque was... uh, It didn't have the writing on. 
you know, blank. It was blank. And um, someone brought it up to one of the directors uh, who, was, who came on to like a, a YouTube channel to like talk about spoils of the game. And the only thing I could really say was like, stay tuned about it. Because they asked like, oh, could it could it be like hints to like what Daredevil could be doing? Maybe DLC or some. And then this patch came out and they just re-added it. And it was like, oh, they, they must have paid their rent, which I thought was quite funny. I don't think it led to anything. It was probably just missed completely, <laughs> rather than actually hints. Um, but this has ended up actually, this has ended up with uh, a like cancelled Daredevil game just suddenly resurfacing on the internet, like a full prototype of this game that was meant to be made like 20 years ago. It looks pretty decent actually. It looks it looks like it plays like the old Spider-Man games on PlayStation, the original PlayStation, but we just like just as daredevil so you got like his kind of powers you got like the x-ray stuff and you've got combos and all that kind of stuff and i thought it was quite interesting of like how i don't know whether it was it was just happenstance of like oh there's hints about daredevil or here's suddenly a whole daredevil game prototype that's just now <laughs> appeared out of nowhere but no it seems pretty cool but i mean if if we do get daredevil in dlc i'd be like absolutely up for it or even just it's just else, make just make <laughs> even just make a daredevil game i don't care just give me that i'll be happy now we've got the wolverine game coming up our true we've got that um obviously we've probably got hints of a spider-man 3 some down the line so oh. yeah i thought it was pretty cool see that like just everything just happened for a reason do you know daredevil please forgive yeah. my ignorance is he actually blind or can he see is he got some sort of interpretation of echolocation <laughs> Yeah, so he do, he does get blind. He is properly blind, um, but it's with like uh, it's a radiation that causes it. So they try and explain that due to this radiation, the rest of his senses become um, heightened, where he has like sort of like an echolocation uh, scene capability. Basically, like it depends on what you watch. I think if you watch like the original Daredevil film with Ben Affleck, which I recommend you don't, they treat it, they treat it as though like any sounds that happened would bounce off and you could see like where the sound would bounce to and they'd make, you know, they'd outline shapes and stuff so you could see certain shapes and what people were doing and stuff. So I I've, I forgot how the Netflix series treat it. I think they just treat it as like, he can't see, but he can see. Mm. So, well, I was just thinking it might be interesting if they made it into some sort of a VR game experience. Ooh. But if it was just like black, then <laughs> you'd just be there, like trying to waggly stick around, trying to fight people and getting the crap kicked out. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, would, I would see how they would treat it because there is, um, I think there is a a horror game out that's got a similar thing to it where like you you can only see when you make noises and it, it outlines like the room and stuff but that'd be cool so speaking of spider-man gamespot came out with the top 13 spider-man games now i know we've not got time for all 13 spider-man 13 there's 13 <laughs> 13 oh, apparently. a lot more than that going yeah. back to the 20 well the top 13 games oh the top ones not just 13 so this list went back to the can Atari 2600 all the way to present day. Can I, can I guess some of them? Or are you just going to go through? 
Well, I'm not going to go through them. I've I've got the top five in front of me. Oh, I feel like I, top five I, I need the top crazy. five. Top top three, easy. Like what's Four it? and five might what, be a what, bit what, more. Like what criteria will base this off? This is their personal preference in their blog about what they feel are the best. Right, so, so there's no sorry. figures behind this. So, so we're actually saying so, so the two, is that what we're saying? Yeah. I'm assuming <laughs> that Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 is going to be number one. Yep. Number two is going to be... Well, well, no, wait. It's actually Marvel Spider-Man 2. Marvel Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel Spider-Man. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, number two? Nope. Oh, they're going that for three. Okay, I, I can see why. Yeah. So, so Marvel Spider Man is number two, and then yeah. Miles Morales is three. Yep. Four. The Amazing Spider Man. No, nope. I would not put any of the Amazing Spider Man. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Shared Dimensions. Yes. Have you read this? No, I'm not. I'm just going on what I. <laughs> I've never heard of Spider Man games. Um, I believe five. Year, Web of Shadows? Nope. Ah. Damn. I don't think they'd go for that one. Edge of Time? Nope. No, I don't think they would. Spider-Man, the official video official video game of the movie. Oh! Spider-Man 2, the movie. Yes. That was clear enough. You can <laughs> yeah, we'll give that one to Mark. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Since Matt did all oh, the heavy lifting. No. <laughs> I had that on a technical. I'll take that as a victory. <laughs> Smashed it. Well done, boys. Well, let's Wait, be honest. You, you gave us three to begin with. Well, so. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, you would have got them anyway, so yeah. I'm like the expert on Spider-Man games. Third, as I like to say. <laughs> well, I think that's it for the end of another pod. Thanks, chaps. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com. Please follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook, as well as on Instagram and Twitter slash eggs at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Ta-ta. Bye-bye.